Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life. Hi and welcome to this episode all about a couple of things that often get in the way of people uh, changing their lives in a positive direction. Uh, and that's the idea of feeling helpless and hopeless. So years ago, a guy called Marty Sullivan, who, who eventually became the founder of Positive Psychology, uh, which is a movement that looks at how, does, uh, how do we understand what makes a great life, uh, as opposed to how, uh, focusing intensely on uh, what makes people uh, depressed, anxious, and so on. Um, in the early days of research he did, he did a lot of research uh, in animal studies, which he says he now actually regrets having done. It's one of his kind of things that he feels most remorseful about. Um, <clears throat> and he had dogs in particular. And uh, he had the dogs, and he put them in a cage, and he found that if you electrified the cage, the dog would jump out. That's unsurprising. But if you prevented the job, dog from jumping out, so it had a, a top to the cage, and you uh, electrified the cage and gave him a shock, the dog would try and remove himself. But after a while of being unable to get away from the electrified flooring of the cage, the dog would just lie down and not move, uh, would, would give up on trying to escape. And this is to find this, uh, this idea of helplessness. As a result of becoming... Uh, helpless and now just tolerating this unpleasant stimulus of being electrocuted you can see why Marty Seligman now looks upon this and thinks why why did I do that um, but as a result of this not only did the dog no longer try and flee from the, uh, the threat but also there were changes started to be noticed in the well-being of the dog again unsurprisingly it looks sad but also uh, you start to see changes in its uh, skin condition, uh, in its wellness. And this has been noted before in many other cases of long-term exposure to stress or threat, that there are major changes physiologically through activations of various parts of the nervous systems and neurotransmitters and hormones and so on, which I won't go into right now. But you can imagine, you know, that poor little doggy stuck in a cage, can't escape. He's given up and there's this thing, this helplessness, this uh, this sense of there's, there's no way out of here. I can't get out of this. It's hopeless. It just lies down and it gives up. And some other studies uh, that were done on mice, where they found a very similar thing. If you had a mice in a, in a cage, uh, a mouse in a cage, and you started to hassle it and stress it in some way, it would start to get ill, its fur would start to fall off, it would start to look you know, not very happy uh, and start to have physiological changes. But what's interesting is if you had two mice in the cage, that didn't happen. It seemed like having someone with them uh, made it more manageable. <clears throat> so how does this <laughs> dog and uh, mice experiment relate to us humans? Well, one of the things I spend a lot of time looking at is, uh, is health. And if you get stuck with a health condition and you try all the options that it seem to be available and you get to a point where people say, look, there's nothing really that can be done or this is very hard or very impossible or you can only expect this much improvement in your life, then you start to get into a helpless and hopeless pattern. And naturally, because people who you've turned to for support are saying there's nothing that can be done. But we know from the experiments on dogs this is not good for us physiologically. So there's a real change 
in our immune system function and our general wellness that's not helpful in moving us from the illness position that we're in. So we need to think about this. We need to think about when illness strikes, and it does, and you know, not everyone I hate being ill, I can't bear it. Uh, you get into that position where you just, it's, your body's not working, it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. If we get stuck in that position and we start to think, I'm just never going to get rid of this, then this has a really, really significant impact on our physiology because we start to trigger that helpless, hopeless phenomenon, which is reasonable, but really not useful because it locks us into thinking this is going to stay the way it is, but it also has a physiological effect on us. It's true not just for illness, it's true in every area of our lives that when we feel hopeless and helpless, it's really, really difficult to change. So have a look at your life and think, okay, where have I thought to myself, I can't do anything about this, this is something I'm helpless and hopeless, and we would say passive to. And then ask yourself, well, is there something I can do about this? Can I influence this? What difference can I make? And to think about who could support you in that? Because remember, the two mice in the cage, having someone with you on that journey is really important. Someone who experiences what's going on for you in a supportive way. Or it could be that you need to be there for somebody else, being there, supporting them, and just saying to them, look, I, you know, I know what that's like. That's a really powerful healing experience for people. Physiologically, it makes a massive difference. So think about that. Think about where do you feel helpless or hopeless, or who do you know who's helpless and hopeless? Who could you encourage to help you, to support you, to be there for you? Who could you be there for? And what difference could you make in those areas which you've started to think, I can't do anything about this? Just to start the process to roll that first little snowball down the hill that will gather pace as it runs, thinking, well, maybe there is a way through this. Just perhaps, just maybe. And those two little words, just perhaps, just maybe, are really, really important. Years ago, a friend of mine who I taught years ago, uh, years later we were talking about something, and she said, oh, yeah, what about using these words? And the maybe and perhaps used in this way are a really beautiful and elegant way to start to shift things that feel that they're stuck. Just ask yourself if you feel stuck. Well, maybe, well, you know, perhaps there's a way, maybe there's a way through this. And this will just start to open up the possibility that things could be different. And that is essential for living a happy and fulfilled life. Hope you found that useful. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye now. If you like these podcast series, then I think you'd really love finding out more about how we can work together best things you can do and get hold of the other podcasts on itunes or get some of my extraordinary books which as i say if you like these podcasts they're very very similar life-changing fascinating ways of looking at the world and the ultimate thing you could do hey come and train with me i'd love to meet you in person let us know drop us an email phil at philparker.org or go to the website philparker.org sign up for the newsletters there you'll get instant access to some of my latest audio downloads. And those downloads contain the latest research, techniques and tools to change your life and improve your health. So just register to get those right now. And I look forward to hanging out with you in person in the very near future. You take care now. Essential NLP.
skills for a great life.